Welcome to Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff, where we interview newsmakers, storytellers, and all-around interesting people. Sit back, relax, uh, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Here's Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I am Jackson Huff. This is Not in a Huff. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, really appreciate it. This week, I'm interviewing Kristen Zamora. Now, this is a really powerful conversation. Let me kind of start at the beginning here. Of course, I like to talk to people doing all kinds of interesting jobs or have interesting hobbies, talk to party princesses and mermaids and ballet dancers and professional pianists and all kinds of interesting jobs. Really think that's a fascinating conversation. That's where this conversation started out as as well. And it was a conversation with somebody who is a professional body painter. That's an interesting job. Somebody who, you know, does the professional body paint. You've, you've seen TV shows. You've seen all these things of people, you know, get naked or, or wearing very little clothes, get their body painted into all these really interesting, cool things. And whether they're in shows or they're in art installation or all these different avenues, it was, I think, a, a cool conversation to have with, with someone who does that. That's what this started out as. And Kristen does that to an extent. Of course, there's the other body painting side that's just like face painting where you're, you know, the people who paint the basketball on the, the kids' faces or the, you, you know, the lion's face on, on kids uh, at uh, ballparks. She does that as well. But where this gets much deeper is her talking about in 2017, she put her body painting into a contest called Art Prize up in Michigan. She's going to talk all about that. But it's what she did was um, for those 17 days, she painted a different person each day. And where this conversation gets much deeper and much more interesting, frankly, is that she had these people come in that was you know, had dealt with trauma, whether they're still dealing with it, whether it's something that they're you know they're working to to overcome, to face, um, grappling with, and she painted body art on them that was meant to be healing. You know, whether it was somebody whose parent had died from suicide that she then. Um, look at a picture and painted their, you know, parent who had, had passed tattoos all over them or whether it was, you know, different pictures that symbolized the, you know, the healing and the strength that people use to, to get past, you know, sexual assault or eating disorders and all these different things. So it's really, really powerful. She's taken this body art to something totally different, to new heights, frankly, and has moved this into a, a healing process, helping people who are dealing with trauma, painting on their bodies, and um, helping that healing process. You know, she she talks about in this conversation that uh, you know when she was she was painted uh, a few years back herself, and she's dealt with her own um, trauma, and just having that brush stroke on you and having kind of that experience with with an artist is kind of allows you to to get back inside your body take your body back and i thought that was so powerful to to hear uh, i really think you're going to enjoy this conversation uh one thing i do want to want to mention is in the first 
10 minutes. I, I think that her her uh, her little guy, he, uh, he wasn't yet in bed, so he was making a little bit of noise. It's only for the first 10 minutes. Uh, bear with us there. She's saying some, some really fun things about the start of her, her career and, and how this all began. So don't let that per- dissuade you. Um, I, I cut out some of the some of the bigger bigger cameos that he he made, but uh, no, he shouldn't be all the way cut out. It was a it was it was a funny part of it too. But just know that that goes away after about ten minutes. But I do think you're going to really enjoy this conversation. Um, I learned so much. It was a powerful conversation. Uh, like I said, went from you know the fun body art of of the ballpark to some really powerful healing that's being done um from from her initiative so without further ado here is Kristen zamora i'm here today with Kristen zamora mr zamora how are you good how are you good i appreciate you joining me very much if you would just introduce yourself so um i am a professional face and body painter my big thing that makes me kind of stand out apart from the rest is I have a passion project of mine, which is called Embodied Healing Through Body Art. Yeah, and I want to definitely touch on on exactly what that is. But first, how did you get into to face and body painting? Oh, so this is a fun story. So um, I was actually living in South Florida at the time I was in Fort Lauderdale. And I was working for a durable medical equipment company and um, I was looking for a supplement income. And I actually, I got a job at Payless for the weekends, but I never started because my manager at the DME was like, how would you like to make more money in less time? Mm -hmm. I was like, um. It sounds great, but what are you into? (laughs) 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 And I, um, she talked to me and her and her husband at the time, um, had a clown company. So I started off as a clown in South Florida Mm. and just doing like little tiny cheek art and, and, um, basic balloons and everything. So, so yeah, so that's kind of how the journey kind of started. And then Fast forward, let's say four or five years later, after doing that gig for like a summer, I came home and um, my ex-husband now and I were having financial issues and it was like, okay, well, what do I have? And I had a face painting kit in my closet and that actually started my business KFX Body Art. Hmm. So I started with a, a face painting kit and I got it out. I brought up the YouTube tutorials <laughs> and I started painting. That's, that's really cool. And I, the next question really was written to say, when, when you hear about face painting, you hear about the circuses, you hear about these sporting events, the people, you know, drawing basketballs on, you know, kids cheeks. And I was going to kind of say, I know that that's not what you do, but it sounds like that is exactly how you started. So I kind of yeah, like that's that. That's exactly how I started. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, I do still do, um, a lot of like the birthday parties and events. And I work with our local hockey team and baseball team. And, um, I've done professional sports as well. So I do a lot of that as well. <laughs> do you enjoy that? Cause I feel like I mean, kids are great, but then again, they also don't sit still. They, they, they wiggle, they jiggle. I've had someone sneeze on my finger. I've had 
I could pee in my chair, probably TMI, but (laughs) I've I've seen it all over the years because I've been doing it now for 12 years. So I definitely, definitely seen all the things, but it's, it's kind of what got me passionate about what I do because it started with doing, you know, the kids birthday parties and Generally, people are excited to see you at parties, especially when you're the face painter. So, you know, people get excited and amped up about me. Um, And then on top of that, I get to these kids when they look in the mirror, when they're all done after you like make this transformation, they're just like, they love it. It's Mm -hmm. they just the faces that you get when you show them in the mirror, the excitement as you can hear, I've got a little one of my own. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I get one. that. And I, you know, I, I spoke with people that dress up like party princesses and mermaids and all that before. I thought that was really fascinating world. But they, you know, something that they both said that I thought was really funny was, you know, obviously doing these parties for kids is magical. There's only one thing more that gets more excited about seeing a princess or seeing a, a mermaid and i just wonder if it's the same way for you and that is a drunk person so do you ever get somebody sitting <laughs> in your chair and like you make me a kitten make oh, me a kitten. oh my gosh that is funny <laughs> that you that you say that because um i've had my fair amount of time in the bars as well you know so doing like the uv light painting so those oh. are always fun actually one girl that i body painted one time um i met her in a bar doing oh. doing painting and stuff like that so um and at parties some parties are a little more jovial than others so <laughs> yeah so um yeah, I've done a lot of that as well, but they're usually pretty happy and um, they move around sometimes more than the children. Sometimes I can get the, the little ones to sit a little more still than the the ones who have overindulged. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that so so it's all the same there when it comes to some of that that entertainment stuff. I, I like. Oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure a lot of us gig workers have a lot of the same stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. So I wonder how. I mean, you you said that you still do some of those, you know, parties, events, that kind of stuff. But how did you transition from that into, you know, full body painting and then some things that are not just yeah, little easy things? Yeah. So right kind of when I was getting into the face painting scene, a lot of the body painting stuff on TV started becoming more popular as well. They had that show like Skin Wars and a couple other ones. And that was about the same time that I was doing body, the full body paintings. One of my first ones was the girl, the drunk girl that I was talking about at the bar who agreed to do it, do a Mm. class in Chicago with me. And she's like, I was so drunk. I don't remember doing that. And it was really funny when I messaged her, she was like, um, can you, I want to do this still, but can you remind me where we met? Mm. Um, so I ended up getting connected. It's really funny because I'm not even sure how I got connected with these photographers. I'm sure like through, through Facebook or something of that nature, but not when you first start out, it is harder to get people to model for you because of the nature of it. So I actually seeked out nude photographers at first to get my models or my clients. And so I could practice and do the body painting. And I did it for a little while and that's kind of where that healing through body art kind of takes place is um, 
I was working at an online face paint store and I was getting more involved in like the artist community and like discovering different forms of art, meaning other types of artists. And in Michigan, that was where I'm from in Grand Rapids, they have this really huge art competition called Art Prize. And people come from all over, like even globally for this competition. Um, they lowered the grand prize stuff when I win, but the, before that it was you know, the grand prize winner took home $250,000. So people, you know, that's enough to get people's attention. (laughs) So, so, um, so I getting into the art world, I go to this art entrepreneurship meeting in Grand Rapids, and they're talking about art prize. It was my first time hearing about it, even though I've lived in the area. And I was like, how cool would it be to do um, live body painting, live body painting in the middle of this big city? And so I actually, my bosses at the face paint store actually tried doing body painting for art price before, and they couldn't find a venue that would accept their artwork because with art price, you have to not only you have to get your artwork approved, you have to also get a venue to host your art project. So they're like, we've tried it before. We didn't get in. Don't waste your time. And if you know anything about um, Grand Rapids, it is a very conservative religious area. They don't even allow um, strip clubs. So in the city ordinances. So they have very strict city ordinances just for that, that type of thing. I mean, my thing isn't that type of thing, but, you know, about the nudity and whatnot. So I took it as a challenge. And I was like, okay, I am, I'm going to try. And I did. And I found a place to host my art in 2017. So now I have a venue and I know I'm going to be body painting. (laughs) That was about it at the time. So I really wanted to do something meaningful and started thinking about what I would enjoy as well. And I started thinking about the things that moved me and the things that I had been So at the time, I was like, okay, well, maybe I can find other survivors of domestic violence. Well, this competition was 19 days, and I decided to paint every single day. So it was 19 days of 8 to 10 hours of painting every day. So it was crazy in that sense. And I had to find people that many models for that many days to paint. So I was looking and reaching out to models who'd been through the same type of thing as I had been. And it was one of those things where it was my first time doing this project. um, So not a lot of people had heard about it. So they were kind of hesitant to of the nature of the project, you know, getting naked downtown Grand Rapids. (laughs) So I would find somebody who would say, well, I haven't been through domestic violence, but I have an eating disorder, or I haven't struggled with that, but I am bipolar, or I have PTSD, or so it ended up snowballing to all different sorts of stories, I guess you could say. So 2017, we did a great job. It was all 19 days. And I did place top 10, but I didn't take home a win. And I learned a lot during that first, the first round of doing art prize. It was a lot emotionally because you have to think the model is telling their story of trauma. So they've all got some sort of a, you know, it's awareness to a mental health issue, some sort of trauma. 
So there's telling their story um, in front of a live audience. And then I also paint them in a live audience as well. So we have literally hundreds of thousands of people walking through while we paint. And um, my job really is to not only paint, I have to make sure the model is okay. So I'm always checking in with with the model. I've got to hold space for the people that are behind me that are coming through. Um, A lot of the times we get people who are like, that can really relate to the topic. So they share their stories for the first time that maybe nobody heard. So it ends up being like a whole project in itself of just like a human experiment, just watching people's reactions too, because they come in, you know, we're in a, we're in a bar that has four floors and there's a lot of things going on and they walk through and they're like, Oh, there's this naked person. What's going on over here. And um, they'll come in and their, their shoulders are usually like kind of like raised a little bit, but as soon as we tell them what we're doing, what the project is about, um, it desexualizes it like that. And you see their shoulders drop and their jaws loosen a little bit and be like, okay, okay, I can dig this. (laughs) So it ended up being a really beautiful thing that I didn't expect. So a lot of things happened and I knew I had to do it again, but I learned so much along the journey afterwards because um, it kind of it kind of propelled my own he- healing journey. I started this another online coaching group shortly after, and I learned so many healing modalities through that as well. I learned how to do Reiki. Um, it, this is a really fun story because um, at the end of this this coaching program, they did a pilgrimage in the UK, and I'm a single mom at the time, and like, there's no way I'm going to the UK. (laughs) That really just was not, I I was going to be in a wedding later that year in Greece. So there was just no way that that was going to one fit in the budget or two the schedule. Um, And it was right after I came home from Florida from a work convention. So, and I took my kids to Disney and everything. I come back and I'm like negative $300 in my account. And this lady's like, you have to make it out to the UK. You have to come with us. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm coming home on like, this is Friday, Saturday that I'm home. And to join them, I'd have to fly out on a Wednesday, that Wednesday. So literally like that week, like less than a week, I would have to figure everything out. And I just kind of giggled and I was like, you know, this is the situation I'm in. There's not really no way that I'm hopping on a plane. I got to find childcare. I really don't have the money right now. And she goes, well what if I could get all the ladies to do your healing through body art um, project and pay you to do it? Would you buy your ticket and come, come with us with that money? And I was like, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And all the ladies wanted to do it. And next thing I know, I'm hopping on the plane over to the UK to do, do the project all over again. Mm. And um, it was so cool because in that journey, you know, I shared with them what I do and everything. But like I said, I have my own story. And one of the gals there was like, well, Kristen, who's painted you? Have you ever been body painted? And I'm a curvy gal. And I was like, no, honey. <laughs> I paint the people. I make them look beautiful. I, I I don't get painted myself. And she's like, well, I think we all need to, to paint you. And yeah. so they all painted me. And 
what I didn't realize about the whole entire process, um, just the touch of the brush, the strokes of the brush, you know, I'm patting them with a sponge and everything, just how, how that puts you back in your body. Cause a lot of people who've experienced trauma have are disconnected from their bodies afterwards. Mm. And this was just another layer of that whole project that I didn't even like know until I experienced it. <laughs> mm. Mm. So I also got to learn Reiki while I was there. Um, I do breath work and meditation. Now I do teach people how to do the emotional freedom tapping. Um, so everything just kind of, um, snowballed after that. And I was itching to do the project again and I was going to in 2020, but we all know what happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We all know what happened in 2020. So it all, you know, went on pause. And then I was like, you know, it was really the hardest thing that I'd ever done emotionally, uh, physically, it literally financially, because that was 19 days of me not working as well, you know. So I took a pretty hard hit. It took me a couple months to recover from that project, just emotionally and physically and financially. So I had to really get it together this time around because I was like, you know, there's a way to do this without killing myself or my checkbook or or all the other things. I've learned a lot of hard lessons from doing it. And I just put down some boundaries. I was like, okay, I'm only painting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, I was thinking in order to really reach out to people, I needed to be present every single day. Well, I learned physically that I wasn't present, even though I was there. So this time taking that time off, I was able to show up as my best version of myself for everyone as well. So I was like, okay, I'm doing less days. Um, I really, this time around, I had a workbook that I took the women through um, to really dive deep into their journey and and really connect with them. Beforehand, it was, I met with them a few times, but this time we really, really dug deep. <laughs> mm. um, and it's just, it ends up being such a beautiful process. And I think that we, I really was able this time to take time to really enjoy the process because we started in May and everything. And the first time around, I got so much media attention, like I was on the local newses and everything. And the second time around, I I had a Facebook group that was growing and everything, but I was like, there's no way I'm winning this competition. I'm not even getting like the coverage that I did the first time around, you know? So I didn't think, I didn't think anything of it. So, um, so I painted less days this time and they're having, I'm painting one of my good friends, Rachel, and I didn't even go down to the award ceremony that they have with all the news stations and everything. Cause I'm like, you know, I've got my work here. You know, I'm, I'm interacting with people. This is where the healing is happening. This is where, you know, crazy outrageous things are happening. So I'm going to stay here. I'm not going to worry about what's going on down there. Mm. And Lo and behold, <laughs> your girl here won. Mm. Um, and it was so exciting. Um, it was, was kind of surreal. And I had the news station on because they had it live on the news. So I just had that on, on my phone through Facebook and they announced my name. I'm like, no, they didn't just say that. I was like, did they just say that? Did you hear what I just heard? <laughs> 
so excited after winning that I was like literally shaking to the point where I had to stop painting and take a breather for a minute. So yeah, the, the, I mean, we did what we were supposed to. We went there and we connected with a whole bunch of people. And even though I wasn't making traction, I won the public vote. So that's amazing. That's amazing. And congratulations with that for sure. Thank you. And I mean, we under, I, I obviously understand through the, the story that it's people sharing their, their trauma, you painting them and an audience, but what exactly does that look like? Are people like verbally talking about it as you're painting them and people are listening, or I, I guess I'm trying to just understand okay. yeah. an audience walks in and what are they saying? Yeah. So let me paint the picture a little better. Um, I do have signs up too um, that tells the model's story so the visitor can come and read their story as well. Um, but I'm painting their elements of healing on their body. So I'm literally doing a live body painting on this person. And it's elements of their story, like whatever helped them heal or maybe um, things that represent the people that had got them through it. And as I'm painting them, um, when people are walking through, um, some stand in the back and are afraid to come up and talk to us to see what's going on. So sometimes I'll yell. <laughs> I have a very loud voice. So, so I would still, I would still interact with them, but we have a lot of people that come up and the, it usually starts, you know, I usually explain what the project is about. Um, and then, um, I usually let my model take over and tell them what I'm painting on them, why I'm painting it on them their story is up. And then sometimes they share parts of their stories. And then, like I said, the magic that happened that I didn't expect to happen was um, that interaction from the crowd, them sharing their stories with us. You know, I had, you know, one model was doing one that was about self-love and everything and how she was torn down by somebody in her life and how she had to learn to love herself again and and to feel beautiful and this lady just like in the middle of all of it like pulled her to the side like held her hands and there's like a rope a partition in between them you know to keep you know all the fun stuff out and she just she held her hands and she just looked her in the eye and she's just like you know I've been there too don't you ever let anyone tell you anything like that ever again. We love and support you. And you just, you know, and then you see tears and we get hugs and, and I'm hugging a lot of strangers and, and it just, it's a beautiful exchange of vulnerability because you have the models literally in their most vulnerable state naked telling their, I mean, they have thongs and pasties, but they're burying not only their physical self, but they're inside their inner story, their most intimate hurtful story at times too yeah i'm sure it's it's a extremely emotional experience i couldn't even i couldn't even imagine that the one thing i can't imagine you said there's a lot of hugs hugs and body <laughs> paint doesn't work too well <laughs> hopefully people don't take a souvenir home with them. I, I do i do most <laughs> but there there were definitely moments where my models hugged people in the audience so it stays on like makeup so it stays on pretty well um they're usually like the top hug where you're not like the rest of your body isn't touching but <laughs> right, right. but, but well-needed hugs as as you know oh i'm I, I do know that for sure and i i also i mean this is a very intense experience just for anyone to have bear that much but then definitely somebody who has dealt with the trauma that you know some of your models have 
So yeah. have you had experiences of people just not being able to do it? They thought they could do it and they're like, I never mind. I, I don't want to do it anymore. Or what, what happens there? I just can't imagine. No, that imagine is that. that that is actually an amazing question. Um my first time that I did the project, I had Ashley Carter Youngblood, a therapist, and I say therapist loosely because she's got all these initials after her name and she's well overqualified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, when I started the project initially, I was like, okay, I don't want, you know, this is getting deep. I don't want to cause any, you know, any additional traumas. That's not what I'm there for. Mm-hmm. Um So, like I said, the first time around, you know, I did connect with a lot of people that were already doing model, new modeling and stuff like that. The second time around, I got like all sorts of different types of people, which was really cool. Um, But, you know, I I do, I tell them beforehand, you know, if you feel uncomfortable at any time, if you want it to stop, we're done, you know, I won't push you any further, you know, all you have to say is done and we're done. So, I never, you know, I don't want to put someone in a situation where they feel uncomfortable or unsafe or uneasy, especially with that. So, so yeah, I had to, that's why it's such a hard project is because I do have to be really aware of those things. Um, The second time around is definitely more, you know, I, I said I went through my own trauma, but I was even more trauma informed the second time around to where I even had like, this whole bag ready just in case. Um, I had like sour, sour things help put you back in your body. So I had airheads, I had fidget cubes, I had putty, I had had some um, aroma stuff. So so they could, you know, get back, you know, if they start disassociating or anything of that nature. So um, and it was really cool because when the photographers that I had helped me this time around, she um she's very trauma informed and had a very interesting story as well. So, so that having, you know, that many people on board that know what's going on, that can read the body language. And that's what, you know, I'm, I don't look for them to say something. I look at how their posture is. Um, If they're looking around for someone else, I'd like to have them have a support system because, Mm it just gives me another sign. If they have a support system or person there, they start looking at that person. I know they're feeling uncomfortable or something's going on. So, (laughs) so I have to read my models while I'm painting them because I'm not going to rely on them saying, you know, because some people want to just push through. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really do have to pay attention to their body language, how they're talking, how they're interacting with the others and how others are interacting with them as well. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I think that's really, really important. And I like, I like to hear how much thought that you, you've put be behind it. So I wonder okay. too, you know, you, you talked about exactly what you're painting on them. So when they're done, like, wh- what does it look like? What, what is it? Pictures? Is it, you said that it's, uh, I don't yes. know exactly what you said. So, so talk a little so, bit about that. Yeah. So with everyone, of course, it's their own, um, their own design that totally represents them as a person, their story, you know, it's original to them. Like some of the designs, my first gal that I did, she was dealing with anxiety and depression and her design was, um, as started at her waist, she loves being wet by the water. So we did, um, a light blue going down to the dark blue to represent the depths of her pain. 
Um, she loves gardening and gardening helps her ground and find her center and gets her back to who she is. So we did a whole bunch of flowers going up her chest on one side, but you know, this is how personalized it is. Grandma is her biggest support person and grandma loves bingo. So we did bingo cards and grandma has a green lucky bear that she takes. And we did the little bear peeping over the the bingo cards. So, (laughs) you know, in 2017, um, I had, a guy that came through while I was painting and he was like, if anyone drops out, you know, let me know. I'll, I'll I'll get painted. And I was just like, okay. You know, and I gave him my card and I was like, you reach out to me. I'm really busy right now. If some, you know, there's no way I'm going to remember this interaction, you know, offense. It's just crazy right now. Mm -hmm. So he did send me a message and I did have a gal drop out the first time. So, um, it just, things happened schedule wise to where, she just couldn't. So I gave Jesse a call. He's like, I will be there. And he showed up and it was like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> mm. Um, so that one was definitely on the spot, but his mom, um, he lost his mom to suicide. And that was his, what his story was about was dealing with that and his grief and coping. And, we, he had on his phone, he had pictures of all his mom's different tattoos. And so I painted his mom's tattoos all over his body and it was just really cool. And it was like really emotional for him. And what's really cool about the project is they get this opportunity to really embody their story, but they also get that opportunity to scrub it off at the end of the day as well. So after a long day of sharing their story, they get to wash it all off. (laughs) Right. And I, I, and I read that too. And I, is that part of kind of the, project like is the washing off uh, you know part of the the public aspect um that they they that's kind of their own little private ceremony that they get to do you know i i recommend that they they kind of treat it almost like a ceremony as well you know make Mm. sure that they're really comfortable and that they really relax through it really take some time to reflect about what happened throughout the day so and 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 for some of them, they they respond back that that was their absolute favorite part of it was being able to just take that story and be gone with it. <laughs> yeah, no, I that that's that's cool. And how how long you said throughout the day? How long are you painting each individual subject? So so with art price, there like there, like I said, there's a lot of exchange that happens that mm-hmm. doesn't normally happen with when I just do somebody um, in my my studio and because of that, it takes a little more time. So, so usually there it was taking about eight to 10 hours when it usually takes about six to eight. So it still takes a long time, but <laughs> so it's definitely a full day for not only me, but the model as well. Yeah. So are you, you said it, it takes longer during art prize. Are you doing this same type of work outside of art prize? Yes, I finally am. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, so I did obviously after Art Prize the, in 2017. Um, obviously, I was able to take that over to the UK and do it over there. Um, but now I have a studio in Atsigo where I'm doing the body paintings as well. I've had some amazing people. Um, I do, you know, stuff just for fun in there as well. But um, with the healing through body art, I really take them through their story um, and their message and. Um, I also incorporate the Reiki and tuning forks with it as well. So, so there's other healing modalities that are 
incorporated with what I do. Mm, that's that's awesome. And is I don't know too much about this world, obviously, but is this a I know Reiki, I've had Reiki people on Reiki masters on before, but is what you do this healing through body art? Is that something that they, many other people do? Is this like a common thing or, or talk about so that? I've seen like people do things for like, maybe like breast cancer awareness and stuff mm. like that. I don't think, I think people have used it as a healing modality, but not to the scale or the way that I have, if that makes sense. Like, I think mm-hmm. people have done like little projects for people and stuff like that, that were meaningful, but I don't think there's really been somebody who has incorporated the Reiki and the tuning forks and really dived into stories the way that I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I know one of the questions that you, that you mentioned was what's the next steps after art prize? Is it doing what you're doing now and doing it outside of that? Or, or what are the next steps after? Yeah. So, so that was definitely the question that I'm now living out, I guess Mm. you could say. (laughs) I'm taking those steps and walking it out. Um, The studio, you know, of course, is is the first step. Um, I'm hoping to expand this in a way where I'm not the only artist that does this. I'd love to get other artists on board and teach them my system and my method. So, um, they're able to give this gift as well to others. I like that. And you said that you still do some of the entertainment side of things. I could see it both ways. Yeah. Are, you wish, <laughs> are you hoping at some point that you're just doing this and get away from that? Or are you like, no, I need some of just the fun yeah. kid kids and basketballs because the other part's <laughs> really, really intense. It's so funny because that's what my weekend was like full of. I was at Western Michigan University on Friday and then Sunday I was at the K-Wings hockey. So um, I think that I really know that that area, you know, I've done it for so long. And I think that there's a love to that. um, But there's also the passion of seeing someone just blossom when we do the healing through body art and how it changes their life. So I love doing the kids. I'm going to continue doing the kids just because like for the hockey, I have like season ticket holders. And these are like the same kids that I've seen the last 12 years. I've literally watched these kids grow up. Mm. Um, so I love that aspect of, of my job. Um, but like I said, there's just, there's just some, something about being able to take someone's horrible, horrible story and make it just so beautiful and something that they love about themselves because it is the, the stuff we go through is a part of us, yeah, you know, sure. even the, the gross yucky stuff. So that's, you know, that's, it's just a way to take that experience and be able to look at it of, Hey, even though it's not what I wanted, it, it contributed something beautiful in my life. I don't have experience with that. And I just can't imagine how impactful that is because I've had a lot of different people on that have, have dealt with, you know, different trauma, whether it's in the church or whether it's with, you know, spouses, all kinds of things. And Mm -hmm. the the common theme always is finding a way to be able to take the power back from whatever the situation was, is a huge, huge thing. And this is exactly what this is taking the power back making it your story rather than owning it, owning so, it. Yeah. So I, I, it. I can't imagine just how, how much, how, how much change and how much goes into exactly what you're doing. So it's, and imagine it's awesome. taking not only like 
being able, but being able to share your story and then have other people look at you and validate you and share their stories as well. So that's an amazing part of it. Yeah, I, I can, I can only imagine. So you, you've mentioned the, the amazing parts, I, obviously some of the challenging parts is just listening to those stories and taking in those raw emotions. And you've kind of mentioned some of the surprising parts too, but I want to know from the whole transition into what you're doing and actually moving into to doing it at a, at a deeper level, what has been the most challenging part of, of the entire process? Um, the most challenging part about the process is when you're telling people to take a really good look at their story, their life, their healing, there is no way that you can sit there and not do it to yours. Mm. You have to do the inner work when you're doing something like this. When you're expecting others to do the inner work, you better be on top of your own stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's really, it does. It, it really had, it's, it's forced me to really take a look at things, you know, things that I thought in my life were healed or that I worked on and be like, huh, oh yeah, there might be a little bit more work to, to do there, you know, or, you know, or just when you're having someone be so bold to tell their story, it makes you bold enough to tell your own as well. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear that just in, and people that I've talked to too, I've I've heard that same type of thing that you know people that have been have dealt with trauma in the past and you know spent the last twenty years helping others and then it just takes one person that you know that they've been already helped thousands but it takes one person that just flips it on them at one point and they're like whoa actually I have some things I still need to work on yeah I've spent twenty years helping other people but there's actually still something in in me so I I, I hear you well I can even tell you you know. The th stuff that happened with me was before 2017. So that was like, what? So seven or eight years ago that everything that went down with me and this year, you know, and I've done a lot of work. I've, I, you know, I've, I've been to healing retreats. I've done shadow work. I've done journaling. I've, you know, I've done all the things and I had a gal and she's like the same built as me. She's the same kind of bubbly personal energy and hers was sexual assault and it was the same story as my story and it's a it's an hour drive for me to get up to Grand Rapids from where I live and that one was just so personal to me because her story was my story um so I like I'm crying on my way up there driving before I'm even doing anything mm. <laughs> mm. But, you know, it made me realize there's still some release that I need to do. And that's some hurt that still comes up when I think about those things. So, yeah. so yeah, it gets really real. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure it does. And I, I mean, we could, we could talk about this forever. We could explore it forever, but I want yeah. people to, um, how can people connect with you? How can people kind of learn more about you and, and your project and, and beyond at this point? Yeah. So, um, my business is called KFX body art. Um, but my website, um, is KFX body art, E M B O D Y A R T. And when you go to my website, I do have a link there that takes you to my Facebook group. And in my Facebook group, you get all the live action. So you can see, I have all the pictures from art prize. I have all the pictures from the previous art prize. I have their stories. I have all the fun stuff that we're doing now. Um, I've gotten to do 
quite a few fun body paintings in my studio and they've all allowed me to share the photos. You know, of course, when you come and do something with me, now it can be private and intimate. And so if you don't want those shared, of course, I respect that. But a lot of people love sharing those photos. So it's a good w- way to to look at the stories and and see the art. The thing that I also want to point out for the the listener, you, know, you mentioned this one person that was a replacement, but are you are you doing these things for male and female? So the first time around, I was lucky and I got two males involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was such an honor. I have found it to be something that more females are attracted to because there is a big sense of vulnerability that happens. And I, you know, with men, that's a different, different level for them. You know, some are comfortable with that and some aren't, you know, and and same with females, you know, we all have our different levels of comfort when it comes to vulnerability, but I find that the, the females tend to be more open publicly about it. Yeah. No, I hear that for sure. So check out that website. I will put it in the, the, the show notes, that Facebook group. I mean, it's, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. You're, you're doing such powerful work and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear that you're continuing it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you um, taking the time also to learn more about it. Absolutely. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. So that was Kristen Zamora. What a powerful conversation. What amazing work that she's doing. You know, like I said in the beginning, she's taken something that is normally just an act of artistic expression or an act of just having the the kids have the logo of uh, their favorite hockey team and made it something that is so inspiring, something that has helped so many people heal, and something that she's continuing to do past just the the art prize competition. She's got that studio. The link will be in the show notes. If you're at all interested in, you know, maybe taking that journey with her or whether you just want to see a little bit more of the, the paintings and stuff that she's, she talked about in this, um, this conversation. Really, really, really appreciate her time. Urge you to go check her out. If this is your first time listening to, to this podcast, I thank you for being here. Um, Go check out other podcast episodes. A lot of great people have been on. A lot of great people coming. Um, go follow us on Instagram, Not Enough Podcast. And you can see all the, the amazing guests that we've had and keep up on, on new ones. Um, leave a five-star review on Apple and on Spotify. Always appreciate that. Leave a written review on Apple. Even more amazing. But uh, I want to take Christian again. Thank you, listeners. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take it away, Chris. This has been Not in a Huff with Jackson Huff. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us next time where we will interview another amazing guest who is sure to make you laugh or make you think, or hey, maybe even both. But until then, keep being awesome.